Hey guys, so I recently got a voice note on Facebook from Alex and Alex wanted to find out from me exactly how I approach content creation uh, using AI and, and thought leadership and that kind of stuff. So let's just take a quick listen to this uh, voice note now. Hey Matt, love the podcast. I've been following you on Instagram and love your content, which is why I wanted to reach out to you. So my business is starting to scale, and I am looking to start with content marketing and thought leadership for my business, but don't know where to start. I see your stuff daily and thought to myself that if there is anyone who would have great insight into this, it would be you would appreciate your thoughts. Cool. Thanks, Alex, first and foremost. So let's get into it now. So when you approach something like uh, content marketing or thought leadership, you want to start with something that's called a thought leadership platform. So a thought leadership platform is a way for you to earn an idea in the market by being consistent with your communication uh, and your thought leadership content and so forth. So oftentimes what happens is uh, aspiring thought leaders or you know uh, entrepreneurs, what have you, trying to get into the space, they just create content for the sake of creating content, but that's not going to get you anywhere. Consistency always breeds consistent results. And so when you think about what type of content you want to create, your thought leadership platform is, is where you always start. So in my case, uh, the content that you're seeing on LinkedIn always falls within a, my own thought leadership platform, which essentially comprises of three things, AI-driven content, so creating uh, thought leadership around that. The second thing is uh, influence. Obviously, you wrote the book Secrets of Influence and Thought Leadership. And then the third thing is entrepreneurship. So obviously, um, I've been in the entre entrepreneurship game for over two decades. And so that's my thought leadership platform. So everything that I create content-wise falls into one of those three buckets. So here's what you should not do. Uh, so what oftentimes happens is you want to create content. And so you set up a camera or whatever, and you just talk, right? <laughs> So don't sit in front of a camera and try and come up with stuff on your own. There's faster, more effective, more creative ways today using AI to come up with a thought leadership plan. Uh, the second thing is, is that when you think about thought leadership, oftentimes thought leadership is misunderstood. So what you don't want to do is go to GPT as an example or another AI platform and say, write me a, a thought leadership article on X. Or, uh, and this is the kind of rubbish that you see on LinkedIn where it's like, here's seven ways to do X or three things I learned about Y. That stuff's clickbaity and no one really cares. So true thought leadership is about original, non-obvious, evidence-based thinking. So everybody has an opinion, but it's very much like assholes. Everybody has one. And so when you want to lead as a thought leader, you have to solve a problem first and then base your thought leadership on that thing that you achieved or that thing that you did. So that content that you saw on LinkedIn or on Instagram, as an example, um, that stuff was is based all on stuff that I've solved myself through my podcast, The Matt Brown Show, or through my books or through AI. It's stuff that I've actually done. It's not an opinion. And so all my content is based with evidence. Um, and most of the time, it's original, non-obvious thinking, which gives people a new perspective or a new perception on how to approach a certain problem, which is what I'm doing for you right now. The other thing is when you do create your content, uh, you want to follow a framework. So in my book, Secrets of Influence, 
I literally share a number of frameworks. One of those is called the influence framework around how to approach thought leadership in a structured way. So oftentimes what happens is people want to overwhelm you with information. So you're an aspiring thought leader and you just want to talk about yourself and share all this information. Uh, but the structure of information is more important than the information itself. And so the influence framework is I-N-F-L-U-E-N-C-E. That's a structure of information. So I is introduce yourself, etc. Narrate is for the end and so on and so forth. Uh, there's a video I've done uh, about this particular framework. But follow a structured methodology. So you can use problem product proof. You can use the influence framework. You can use care, believe, no do. These are all ways to structure information first. And that's what gets people to resonate with your content. So the structure of information is way more important than the information itself. So those are some initial thought starters. Um, so what I want to do now is actually show you how to create a thought leadership content plan based on the thought leadership platform. So let's do that right now. So this is GPT. Um, I like to call it my co-founder. <laughs> so this is a prompt um, that I've written. I'm going to walk you through this now. So you are an interviewer. Now, why have I said you are an interviewer? And the reason for that is because when you want to be seen as an expert in something, if you are being asked a question by someone else, that immediately makes you an expert or positions you rather as an expert in what you're about to say. So as an example, if I wanted to do a thought leadership video like this around content strategy and, and thought leadership using AI and things like that, I could have just started with me talking about this stuff, right? Uh, but what I started with was actually a question that I got from the community. You see what I mean? So now immediately I'm positioned as an expert. So that's why always start with an interview styled uh, thought leadership piece. So you are an interviewer. Uh, my thought leadership platform is based on these three themes or content pillars, AI-driven content, influence and thought leadership, and entrepreneurship. So that's uh, my platform. Then come up with five non-obvious questions for each pillar. For each question, include a name. So for example, Sam asks, and then you give me the question. Keep the question short and relevant to the theme. So let's see what it does. So here is the first content pillar. So AI-driven content. Alex asks, how do you see AI changing the narrative structure and content creation beyond just automating and writing tasks? That's a non-obvious question. Jordan asks, can AI-driven content truly achieve a unique voice or will it inevitably reflect its programming biases or biases? Casey asks, in what ways can AI-driven analytics predict and shape future content trends without stifling creativity? Taylor asks, how do you balance the efficiency of AI content generation with the ethical considerations of authenticity and originality? And then the final one, Morgan asks, what's the role of human oversight in ensuring AI content remains inclusive and free from unintentional biases? And then influence and thought leadership. These are the five questions. <clears throat> and then there's obviously questions around entrepreneurship. So what's really powerful about this is that literally within a few seconds, I didn't have to think about what to communicate about um, or I didn't have to think about, you know, what topics should I talk about as a thought leader? So immediately I have, a, I have 15 non-obvious questions that are all based within my thought leadership platform and it literally took me a few seconds. So that's really, really powerful.
Now, what do you then do from this point? Well, one, you now need to answer these questions. You don't have to answer all of them. You can maybe wordsmith them or rephrase them to better suit your subject matter expertise. But what you then want to do is obviously record the content. So when you do that, again, you use the framework, the influence framework, problem, product, proof, and uh, care, believe, no, do, whatever it is. Um, and then you record your answer to that question. And when you create the video, you basically say, you know, a tailor asks, blah, you know, well, I got this question from such and such a person um, and they want to know X. So immediately the perception that you're creating is that you are the expert. This is what influence is. So as long as you can back up that question with a very good answer, that's evidence-based, based in real world experience, then you're immediately 10xing your leverage. And I call this influence leverage growth. And I wrote about this in my book. So when you're recording your, your thought leadership content, please don't use an iPhone. Please don't do that. You can, but it's really not that great. So what you'll see that I'm using here is a, an HD camera. It's a Canon EOS M50 Mark II, and I'm using a Shure SM58 microphone. So when you create content, people will forgive you for poor video, but they won't forgive you for bad audio. So no matter what you do, make sure that you are using a lapel mic if you are forced to use an iPhone, you don't have a camera, but uh, do use high quality equipment. So if you are using a phone, use a lapel mic, don't use the speaker of the phone because it's not that great quality. Um, okay, cool. So once you create your content or your thought leadership content, I call it a body of work or hero content. Uh, it's part of a H3 content model. So you have hero content at the top, then hub, then hygiene. Again, all concepts I share in my book, Secrets of Influence. What you then want to do is start to 10x your leverage. So as an example, you shoot one video, but you get 10 assets off the back of that. So as an example, uh, the way that you create uh, additional content off one video, so like an article, maybe it's a series of tweets, uh, maybe it's a, you know, a different type of asset, uh, for content, then you want to always start with the transcript. So always start with the transcript. So one of the software that I use and that my team uses is called Descript. So you upload your thought leadership video and it automatically creates the transcript. You then take the transcript from that video and then you load, you basically paste that into GPT and then you use a prompt and you'd say something like, you know, write me a 300 word article based on this thought leadership video. I also want, you know, three tweets and I also want, uh, you know, something else that you might want, like a press release. So that's how you basically then create uh, additional content or 10 assets of one video. So that's how you start to create a content engine. So what we use as a software uh, when we're looking to do things really quickly and affordably to create shorts out of a thought leadership video. So in other words, I have a 10 minute thought leadership video or a five minute thought leadership video. And now I want 10 shorts for YouTube. So these are 60 second clips from that five or 10 minute video. So we use Munch uh, to do that. It basically pulls out the different segments from your video and puts subtitles on it and you can uh, release it straight away. If you don't want to use Munch and we prefer to brand our content, then you're going to need a, a video editor that can take 
these shorts and then brand them. So put your logo on there. Maybe it's your book and everything that you see on, on Instagram for myself and also for LinkedIn is all branded. So it's always, always branded. And I'm a great believer in branding being a true differentiator. So another thing that you can do, let's just say you do these 15 videos and every answer is five minutes in length. You've now got the basis of a webinar. So now this again is talking to this idea of 10xing your, your efforts. So again, influence, leverage, growth. So you link all the questions together and that then creates your webinar. And then what you can do is use a product called Restream. So Restream allows you to take that webinar content or any content for that matter. Uh, but you're able to then basically then broadcast this content or live stream this content to LinkedIn as if it were live. Um, and just to show you how effective this actually is, I wanted to show you how this broadcasting actually really does impact uh, the social graph. So let's take an example here. So there was a guy that reached out to me recently. His name was James. Um, and James basically said to me this, and let me share my screen with you guys. Yeah, there you go. So he said to me the following. He said to me, hey, Matt, just to let you know, I've had to, I've had to unfollow you as the notifications are incessant and constant. So what my team were doing was broadcasting a whole bunch of content or streaming, restreaming broadcast content to LinkedIn and what that was doing was it was sending off notifications to every one of my 17,000 followers on LinkedIn, as an example. So then I said to him, yeah, I said to him, look, thanks for the feedback, told my team to chill out. And then he said, thanks, didn't mean to be so blunt, but was nonstop on my phone and my watch all the best. Um, and so what this demonstrates, right, is essentially the ability of streaming content to activate notifications against all your followers. So I'm less concerned with the one guy who felt like his uh, Apple uh, watch was buzzing too much based on my, the content that I was produced uh, or producing or restreaming. I'm more concerned with the thousands of other people that I reach on a daily basis with my story and my message and my thought leadership content. Obviously, that's a decision that makes sense for me. Um, and I have told my team to turn it down a bit. But my point being is that this stuff really, really works. If you're restreaming your content, you can reach a lot of people uh, with, again, you know, content that you created last week or even a month ago. Other things that you can do from the transcript is you can take that transcript, run that through GPT and ask it to write you an article for each one of those 15 videos. So now you've spend time creating 15 videos but now you've got 15 articles you've got 150 shorts you get the idea so you can create an arsenal of thought leadership content really 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 quickly so the other thing that i'm personally doing myself obviously i have the matt brown show i've been running it for 10 years it's a podcast that's currently ranked in the top two and a half percent of all podcasts globally today um, and so what i've uh, been doing is uh, something quite innovative so how do you get interviewed on other podcasts if you have your own show? So instead of saying, you know, hey, I've got a great story and I get pitched a lot by, you know, PR firms and podcast placement agencies and things like that. And a lot of them suck. They actually don't know how to deal with a platform owner like myself and many others. 
So what they do is they go, hi, I'm representing Greg George, and Greg George is the CEO of such and such a company, and uh, you know they've got revenues of a hundred million, and I really think you'd be a great fit for your audience. Like I don't actually need access to talents, I really don't, and so I don't ever say yes to those people ever because they're just looking for free PR. So why must I give them access? to my platform for free when I've spent the last decade building it. It's like, fuck that, I'm not going to do it. So what I started to do was, well, there are many other podcast hosts out there. And again, the insight is the same. If you're being interviewed, you are the expert. So if you can get onto these shows in a way that's win-win rather than I want access to your platform for free because I have a story to tell, then what I've started to do is something called interview exchanges. So let me show you what I'm doing here. So what I do is I use something called Funnel Flow. And Funnel Flow allows me to automate my outreach or my messaging on LinkedIn. And so what basically I'm doing here is I'm offering an interview exchange. So allow me to walk you through the message here. So hi, Wendy, and it's Funnel Flow allows you to personalize your message. <clears throat> so I run a popular business podcast linked to my website. And was wondering if you'd be open to doing an interview exchange where we interview each other on our respective podcasts. Let's connect. Then I get a response. Absolutely. Looks like you have some global experience to share so that can work. Do you mind filling in this form or what have you? So what basically is happening here, I'm uh, getting an opportunity to be interviewed on a big podcast, a global marketing podcast show. And what this again allows me to do is position myself as an expert. Obviously, I'd need to reciprocate and interview uh, Wendy as well and the other hosts. Um, but you can scale this up or scale this down as much as you'd like. However, I'm doing probably like three or four podcasts a week where I'm being interviewed. And so a number of things are happening here. One, I'm getting really good at being at sharing my story and my thought leadership and my insights and my evidence, not necessarily my opinions, uh, based on my true value that I create in the market. And the best part of all of that is that it's win-win. In other words, I'm not trying to just get something for free. I'm actually giving that person access to my show as well. And so everybody wins. And this is what influence is, true influence, not influencer marketing. True influence is the ability to elevate others. And this principle stands true. Everything that, um, that I do creatively or through content uh, or through my show is really about elevating others. Uh, first and foremost, prior to myself. And then the other thing uh, that I strongly encourage is to take any ad hoc interview at all, even if it's not necessarily uh, right center within your existing wheelhouse. So let me give you another example of that. So this gentleman reached out to me, Tariq, and he said, you know, we met when you interviewed me for a podcast at TCM. This was like several years ago. Um, and he says, I'm doing my executive MBA and need to interview business owners, subject matter experts for my paper, understanding the pursuits of purpose, creating a method of self-discovery for leadership. So this might not fall into my thought leadership platform specifically. So AI-driven content influence and thought leadership and so on and or entrepreneurship, but it's certainly something that I feel that I can talk about. And so again, what this is allowing me to do is to get interviewed again. And so this content, I call it cross-purpose content. In other words, it's not firmly in your thought leadership platform, but it's cross-purpose, meaning it's still relevant. Effectively, I'm being asked to talk about leadership. And so thought leadership 
right, is the kind of uh, breadcrumbs that you can connect there or the stars that you can connect there. Um, and so this is all very, very, very powerful stuff. So I hope that answers your question, Alex. Uh, I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with, which is how do you actually approach content today in a way that doesn't suck and in a way that actually protects my time or your time. And so just to recap, start with a thought leadership platform, be interviewed always, don't just talk on camera, you know, use a high quality production suite, just a camera and a high quality mic ideally, you know, and then think about 10x leverage. So if I spend one hour or 100 minutes of the day doing X, how do I get Y or 10x Y, right? So, um, so those are some things to consider. And then you just publish it and people underestimate how much content you actually need to publish these days. You know, publishing one uh, video a day is not enough. You're not even going to get noticed. You know, when we released uh, my second best-selling book, Secrets of Fail, we released over 300 assets in over 10 days. That was it. My organic reach was huge. It was like 10, increased by like 10,000%. Um, and I got booked on like maybe 10 podcasts all through organic reach, not a single cent spent on paid ads. When you think about content, you have to be more aggressive than you actually think. If you're doing one a day, you should be doing 20, if not more than that. Um, and so this content model that I've shared with you is a way for you to create a body of work that comprises of hundreds of assets, if not a thousand assets that you can repeatedly share on social media over and over and over again. Allow me to explain that a little bit more. If you have a thousand followers or 10,000 followers on LinkedIn, as an example, or any other channel, how many of those thousand followers or 10,000 followers of yours are actually going to see video number one? very few. And so you need to keep publishing video number one on a consistent basis uh, because the more people see video number one over time, because not everybody's online when you posted video number one at 10 a.m. on a Thursday. And so they may be online next week or in three weeks time or in a month's time. And so when you republish that video number one, that thought leadership video, eventually someone will see it. And the role here is to shift perceptions over time by being consistent with the volume of content that allows you or that is going to allow you to be positioned as a true thought leader in your field. So I hope that all helps you out. If you have any questions, uh, leave, leave me a link below this video. I'd love to uh, help you guys out with you know any of your content stuff. Alrighty, this is Matt signing out. I'll see you again soon. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.